The main turnpike has a long history, with the first section having opened in 1947. It was the second modern superhighway built in the United States and was the first in the world to be paved entirely with asphalt. Aaron Courtney of the Maine Turnpike Authority tells us about today's highway. The Maine Turnpike is 109 miles of road from Kittery to Augusta. We have five barrier tolls along the roadway, one being in York, which is our busiest plaza. We have one in New Gloucester, which has just recently been implemented with ORT, which is open road tolling, so you can drive through at 70 miles an hour and pay your tolls electronically. We also have another plaza in West Gardner, which is a barrier toll, and two that lead to 295, uh, one in the Falmouth Spur and one in South Portland, exit 44. The main turnpike is certainly different than other turnpikes around the country. What are some of the things that make it distinctive? The main turnpike is distinctive in that it's a very small portion of road. It's 109 miles. In the entire state of Maine, there's over 23,000 miles of road, but the turnpike is an integral part of Maine's economy. We have over 85% of the freight that's coming in and out of the state is carried along our roadway. Within that 109 miles of road, the turnpike carries 10% of the entire traffic in the state of Maine. We also have a huge summer tourist season in Maine. 64% of our traffic in the summer is from out of state. Greg Stone is the Director of Public Safety and Special Services for the agency, and he told me about the operations side of the highway. Operations has a couple different components here. One obviously is maintenance. Maintenance ranges from things in the summer such as mowing and repairs to the roadway, things like that, that aren't done by outside contractors that we do in-house, bridge maintenance, cleaning, that type of thing, to obviously winter maintenance, which is a huge factor in Maine. We have seven maintenance facilities. We have over 75 plow trucks to maintain the roadway in the winter, and so that's a big part of our operation, a big part of our cost. As far as salt and personnel and you know our policy is to keep the roadway open at all times. So um, snow and ice treatment is a big part of what we do. Also, we have a traffic management center. Um, so that's kind of the everyday operations, uh, managing incidents. The Turnpike uh, staffs that 24-7. We're one of the dispatch centers for Troop G. We have the Maine State Police Troop G working for the Turnpike Authority. It's 30-something troopers. They work solely for the Turnpike, and they're responsible for that section of roadway. So we coordinate a lot of the activities that happen out there as far as crashes, um, breakdowns, lane closures and construction projects, all that comes through the uh, Traffic Management Center here. With the Traffic Management Center, uh, that's here in Portland at the headquarters. Tell me a little bit about some of the tools that you have there, such as the closed-circuit television cameras, the highway advisory radio, dynamic message signs, things of that sort. Sure. We have some legacy systems that we've had for quite a while. We were early adopters of highway advisory radio. These systems are pretty old. We've expanded that over the years. We are now synced, so all our stations can broadcast the same message without interfering with each other. Um, that was a new improvement we made maybe six years ago. We do have a number of variable message signs at different highway points, some on the main line, also at different entrances in the southern portion of the state. We're expanding that. We also have portable message boards up you know, all over the place, from construction projects to areas where we might not have communications or power, but we've identified a need to put some sort of communication piece out there. So those are two big systems that we put out for people already on the roadway. Um, they can find out via the radio or the VMS sign that something's going on. They serve different purposes. Obviously, you can get a lot more information on the HAR, but people don't tend to tune to that unless they're told to, and that's kind of the VMS piece. So they complement each other. 
Additionally, we were early adopters on kind of a phone number. Prior to 511, we had a 1-800-675-PIKE number, so people could call into the turnpike and get updates on road conditions on the highway. We still maintain that number. It's kind of a recorded message, but we also feed into the state 511 system as well. Whenever something happens on there, whether it's a planned event, paving, a lane restriction, something like that, that's put on 511 ahead of time, and that feeds to the public through the state end in a lot of different ways. Um, it can be via email, text alerts, things like that. They can go to the main DOT website or the main Turnpike website and see some of these things. We also have our own subscription service for web alerts. So if, if you subscribe and there's an incident and we activate something that goes on our webpage, it sends out an email to people alerting them of what's happening. And that has since been improved as well. So it also sends a message out on Twitter and on Facebook as well. The same message, just a couple different media to get it out there. You touched on this a little, but describe a little bit about the coordination that you do with Maine DOT. If there's a problem, say, on Route 1, which is operated by Maine DOT, or if there's a problem on the Turnpike, which obviously is operated by you, there's certainly a need for coordination between the two agencies. Certainly, our philosophy is that of quarter management. We recognize that we're kind of the big brother here um, as far as Southern Maine goes. I mean, if we close for any reason, there's no other road that has capacity. There's no place that can logically be a good diversion. If Route 1 closes, it really doesn't impact us that much. We can absorb most of those things. Even in the summer, if we're at capacity, is minor compared to our, our overall throughput. So we do try to monitor everything that's happening in the, in the area, especially where there's traffic issues, say, from Portland south. So if we hear of something on Route 1, and we often do because we monitor the state police frequencies, um, we have the troopers communicating through our dispatch center as well, so we tend to be pretty aware of what's happening around us. We will use our ITS systems to alert motorists. You know, if you're planning on getting off in this area, you may expect delays. You may want to plan accordingly. On a, a more local level, if there is a problem, say, on the turnpike, how do you coordinate with local police departments and others that might be impacted? Well, that's a two-part process, really. I mean, there's the immediate communication piece, which they may subscribe to the 5-on-1 systems and things like that. They may get that anyway. But we also have a call tree that we've set up, and that was a product of a couple of traffic incident management groups that we developed back mid-2000s, one for the southern Maine area, and then New Hampshire's involved in that as well. So New Hampshire Traffic Management Center, New Hampshire State Police, and really from Kittery up to Scarborough are involved in that. That's maybe the first 42 miles of the turnpike. We meet bi-monthly. Fire chiefs, police chiefs, um, Maine State Police, turnpike, DOT. We had been meeting much more infrequently because of a Seabrook action plan that existed. Seabrook's a nuclear power plant in New Hampshire. And if there was an ever incident there, there was an evacuation plan in place. So that was designed only as kind of a traffic plan. It wasn't really coordinating things. We've taken that a lot further as far as just the things that do happen all the time, and not daily, but we, you know, we do have crashes that impact the roadway, and they affect everybody. Our traffic management center contacts different police dispatch centers or fire dispatch centers, and they, they in turn call others as well. So the idea is they get the message directly. So if somebody's not sitting by an email or waiting for something, they're, they're going to get a call and it should prompt somebody to know you're, you should be expecting to see some traffic impacts, hopefully before they see them, and, and that, that's one of the ways that we do it. While operations handles the unexpected events affecting the turnpike, there are also planned traffic disruptions, especially bridge rehab projects. Aaron talked about how communications are handled for those. We typically have, I'd say, anywhere between five to seven bridges a year in our 30-year plan that are under construction at any given year just for redecking and bridge maintenance. A lot of times when we're closing a bridge, it's somehow going to impact a community. And in advance of that, we will probably about a year before the project starts, we will meet with the town officials to let them know 
share any concerns they may have about how our detour route would be, or sometimes we might not even close the bridge. We might change our project to somehow either do it where we have one way alternating traffic if there's too much traffic on that road that won't allow us to close a bridge for six months. So they have some chance to interact with us and give comments then. And closer to when we would actually have the project start, we have a public meeting. We'll have it then or we'll have a separate meeting altogether and have it like at a high school and allow people from the town to come and we'll share information and they can uh, share their comments. Uh, we would send out letters to abutters in advance of that meeting. We post it in the newspaper. Once a project has started, we have information that we keep on our website and we try to update Facebook and Twitter as well with any milestones, like if the bridge is going from alternating traffic to closing for two weeks, we'd make sure to put that out there. So we do a lot to try to keep people informed about our projects and how it will impact them. Additional information on the Main Turnpike can be found on the agency's website at mainturnpike.com. In Portland, Maine, this is Bernie Wagenblast, Transportation Radio.